Welcome to Make the Grade with the Success All Doctor, right. Stephen Green, where you'll Welcome, discover everyone. actionable strategies to help your student to reach here, their the academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions and process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. Sleep. Who doesn't like to talk about sleep? But this is an important perspective on sleep, which is about academic performance, health, and all sorts of things in terms of helping you to achieve your best grades, your best performance, not just in school, but in life. So parents listen up, kids listen up, and we're going to get going. So I have a guest today. Guest is Vic Padalano. Hi, Vic. Hi, Steve. So listen, here's the thing. Vic is well-credentialed here. President of VAP Marketing, also owner of the Mattress Outlet of Abington, father of two teenage daughters, a proud graduate of Drexel University in Philadelphia, also an entrepreneur and a master collaborator helping bring people together for the greater good. His goal is to help people sleep better, save money, and live better. 30 years of business experience working with consumers, business has taught him a great deal about problem solving. His expertise is sleep solutions, and he enjoys talking about it. So let's talk about it. Uh, so where should we begin? Why don't we jump right in? Do people get enough sleep? In general, the answer is no. People do not get enough sleep. Uh, one out of four people, at the very least, has some type of a sleep disorder. That number is higher for adolescent kids. It's a huge problem that I would like to figure out a way to solve. Uh, I, the world should give us our blessing on this, because it's a tough one. So uh, let's just put this in perspective. We have a high school that has, say, uh, 400 kids in a grade, because there's 400 sophomores. So if we extrapolate your numbers 100, maybe even 150 of them have some sort of sleep issue. Sleep it, it's probably sleep. more than that. It's higher in adolescence because they just – the, the ones that just kind of wade through school and don't do a lot, don't have many activities, they might get enough sleep. But all the ones that are really pushing the envelope and doing a lot of stuff like, like my kids, they have a lot of activities. They have a lot of responsibilities. They usually don't have time to relax until the end of the night. And then they do their social media thing. They catch up with their friends. And before you know it, it's uh, you know midnight and they got to get up at, six o'clock in the morning and that's not enough sleep kids really need at least seven hours eight preferably that's a classic burning the candle at both ends they're up early exactly. school all day going to activities going to sports yep. going to plays going to band all going to clubs somewhere there doing homework somewhere there having a social life um so so short version what's the solution is there a quick fix to this that, uh, I, I was going to start talking about it at the end. I wanted to go. Right, well, we, we can wait. Let me say this. The studies have shown that most teachers agree that, that, that the kids don't get enough sleep and that the ones that do not typically are more hyperactive and less attentive and that they have difficulties through school. And it's super important that kids get enough sleep because 
their brains are still developing and really, really, really important when they're younger before they reach 10. After that, not as much, but still important. And if their brain, the, the sleep is a, re, a regenerative thing. People don't underestimate the importance of sleep being, well, here's, here's a good example. Did mm -hmm. Go three days with, say, three hours a night sleep and see how you feel. You're going to be miserable. You're not going to be attentive. You're going to be just not at your best because your body needs it flat out. So it's, it's, a, it's a, like eating, breathing, you know, maybe obviously you can go without sleep more of the breathing, but it's, it's sort of up there on that, the need. I occasionally play a game with people when they ask me what I do for a living. I say, I provide a service that, uh, and a product that enables an essential function in life, something you absolutely need in life. And well, nobody, they, they just take for granted. Sleep is something you just do. And it's very much of a take it for granted thing because everybody does it. You have to have it, but you just you underestimate the importance of it. So let, let's start at the beginning in a sense. Um, you showed me some data that sleep or lack of sleep or maybe the role of sleep in, in cognitive development, right? Yep. Um, so I'm just kind of quoting off of this. A study showed teachers believe some children with sleep disturbances are hyperactive, less attentive. Persistent sleep problems are associated with learning difficulties throughout the school year. In fact, several studies suggest specific academic deficits and poor school performance. So is this something that can be remedied quickly? Like let's say a child isn't sleeping well for a year and all of a sudden they, I don't know, they get the right bed or they get a better environment or what have you, it, it, is it something that changes quickly? Is it something that they can never recover from? What's, how's that work? The only way it works is by parental guidance and a slow process of creating the priority for sleep and changing the preparation that goes along with it. it, it it's all about time. That's all there is to it. It's you have they have to go to bed at a certain point in order to get the amount of sleep that they need because they're always going to wake up at the same time to get to school. Mm -hmm. So it's it's all about getting everything done and maybe having to make choices and priorities as to what's important enough to be able to make sure that that sleep because an extra hour a night. It, it, some studies showed that is all most people in general need in order to really achieve function very well. Great. Now granted, if they're if they're consistently getting four or five hours a night, that's a big problem. And that that's rare. Most most kids get probably six. They should get seven. So that extra hour is going to make a big difference. What are some specific things that might be, that a parent could notice? I mean I th I think generally the parents are going to notice if their kids sleeping or not, generally. But Generally, are there any like sort of physical symptoms uh, that, that they may show a parent might say, oh, this has gotten to almost like a clinical level? Uh, like, for example, would they act out more? Uh, would they get angry more? Would they be more depressed? Are there things like that a parent might look for specifically? All the above, just a, a change in behavior and general demeanor <laughs> over a course of, of time that could be potentially the issue. And it's just, it's all about communication. It always is. I mean, 
life in general is about communication, but specifically a parent to their, their, their child is asking them the questions and being proactive with what's going on in their life. And it'll, it'll come out. Now, so it's not just a matter of like, Oh, you're cranky because you got a bad night's sleep. There's actually a physiological, uh, foundation. Definitely. And it, and it's not, it, it, it and usually it's not an isolated incident. I mean, a single night you, you can tell, and that's going to happen once in a while, but it's over the course of time. It's prolonged. It's it, and it's, it's a, uh, it's a cumulative effect. It just, when that hour, hour and a half of less sleep that you need each night keeps building and building and building, it takes its toll. It, it has an effect. Now, each person's different. Some kids can function relatively well in six hours. It's rare, but some can. For the most part, they, they truly need it. Uh, if you get to the bottom line, how does this impact kids' grades? Maybe, maybe you're not so worried about grades in second or third grade, but you certainly are in high school. It, it's about attention. The, without proper sleep, it, the, the attention to focus just isn't there. It's just too difficult to do that. They daydream, they, they, they roll their eyes, they, 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 they literally, they fall asleep. Is, is there actually any documentation that this negatively impacts grades? Oh yeah, big time. That's, they, they, studies, there's plenty of studies. It, it, it's, it's a factor on human performance in general, and for kids even more so, because they're a sponge. They, they need to and do soak up all the information that they're given because they're in the, uh, the cognitive years of their life. They're formulating the rest of their life, so it's even more important for them to really be as on their, their best. And without enough sleep, they, they, can't, they typically are not. There was some discussion, at least in local, some local school districts, about opening school later. Uh, I don't know exactly how many minutes later. It wasn't like two and a half, three hours later. But is that enough to really make a difference? I guess anything helps. It, it could. It, it, it really could. It's if, if they use it wisely, if they use that extra time to get more sleep and they go to bed the same time that they usually did, that would help. I truly believe that. Hmm. Now, will they take advantage of that? Will it be like, oh, well, I got an extra hour, and they the back where they, they started from. Then well, it may just shift the timing. You stay they, up later. Right. You have more time in the morning. Each kid's going to be different. Hmm. So let, let me ask you a couple things here. Uh, so we've established the importance of proper sleep, right? We've established it has physiological ramifications, but both from a short and long-term standpoint it, it affects grades it affects attention span it it, it affects uh, sort of uh, behavior uh what's the what's the easiest way to try to turn this around is it is it is it just parents saying okay you got to go to sleep at 9 30 because you got to wake up early is it is it physically just having a better mattress is it quieter room i, I mean because obviously it's hard to sleep if you got people screaming and yelling down the hall um, I could just but, say all the above and then we're done, but it needs to be a little more in depth than that. But well, yeah, that's, that's why we got you here. That's why we got yeah, you exactly. while, while you got me here. Talk to us. Tell, tell, so, tell the parents what they should be doing here to assure these things. Well, one is communicating with your child as much as possible to uh, make sure they understand the importance of that sleep and to potentially adjust 
what they need to do in order to prepare for being able to go to sleep to bed earlier to be able to get those extra sleep. And it's all about preparation and knowing what needs to be done. And I hate to say it, but to some degree, it may be having to give up some things that they might want to do, talking to their friends, doing on social media, doing all the things that, that kids do in order to get that extra sleep to be able to function and be actually happier and more productive overall. There's it's only not, so many hours in the day. There is a certain amount of hours in the day. But uh, I did a little little survey with, with my two teenage daughters and my wife, who is a teacher as well. And I said, well, I asked her to, to kind of um, put herself in a kid's perspective. And I, they all agreed that kids don't get enough sleep. They also agreed that the activities and everything they need to do doesn't allow them to get to sleep in bed as early as they would like. When I asked them, how do you, how do you actually change that? The only, only my oldest daughter, my senior, actually gave me the answer that I was hoping for, which is better preparation. The, uh, my, my, my youngest daughter was a sophomore, said no way to fix it. And my wife <laughs> actually said, I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, I guess one out of three is pretty good because that's one yeah, out of three well, that has the problem. Not, I wasn't pushing for it. It's just that, that, that that's really the only logical choice that there is. So so it's a matter of you got to just accept that there's a challenge. And you just got to take it head on. Yeah, exactly. So let, let's get into how to maximize sleep, get the sleep soonest, and get the best possible sleep. Because right, that's another thing. You could be in bed eight hours and not necessarily get eight hours of rest. That, that, that's a really good point. It's, and there's no doubt about that six hours of quality sleep is better than eight hours of waking up a lot of times and not having that good uh, REM sleep. That right, so let, let's get into this. By the way, Steve Green here, the Make the Great Podcast. My guest is Vic Tatalano, mattress outlet owner, bed provider, sleep expert. So Vic, tell us, tell us uh, how we can fix this. What's, what's, the, what's, the way to, what's the upside here? Well, I'm going to give you some general tips, but I can tell you that on my website, matlet.com. Hold on, I got to make that call go away. That's somebody that we know, by the way. Uh-oh. Um, All right, matlet.com. We'll give you a little plug matlet.com, there. Matlet.com, there is a, a, a menu that one of the things it says is sleep stir- survey. Take that yeah. survey and just answer the questions and you'll, you'll sleep better. There's a whole lot of things. But in general, it's, it's a combination of things. It's preparation for going to sleep. It's a process. Um, and that process should include a kind of like a, um, a ramp down period. It's unrealistic to think that you're going to be doing your everyday stuff Everything you usually do, including watching TV, being on a computer, being on your phone, going from there to bed, it doesn't work very well. So you need a decompression phase, let's call it that. Yeah, that, that, that's a good way of putting it. Okay. So having a ramp down and, and a, 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 um, a procedure, a, um, a, a very consistent every single day you do the same thing to get to that point, then that generally helps. The body likes routine. It likes... Uh, cycles. It likes to do the same thing. It likes to go to bed the same same time each day. It likes to wake up the same time each day. Is that possible all the time? No. But the more you can get into that routine, the better. So I recommend 
there's a few things I recommend. One is to um, do that routine to at least a half hour before going to bed to turn off all um, what, what I call the white light, white and blue light devices. So any device, TV, tablet, phone, anything that has a screen, that light actually, you actually see and perceive that when you close your eyes to go to sleep. That, that's a problem. Um, okay, so turn off devices. Turn off the devices. Check. People that, that actually uh, go to bed with watching the TV on, really bad because that's literally the last thing they see is that TV. And if the TV's on while they're sleeping, that's even worse because that produces light that subconsciously they do see. And you can still actually see something with your eye closed and it comes mm. through. So the next part of that is to when you do that winding down to um, is, 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 is to do something that is meditation or relaxed, relaxing oriented. There's a ton of different things. There like breathing exercises, breathing exercises, meditation, uh, affirmations, prayer, anything that works. I've even uh, heard of, of, and I've actually tried this, a, a method of actually tapping because the body likes routine. It likes synergy. It likes things that are consistent. It's a tapping situation. I, mm -hmm. I read about it online. It, it yeah. actually works. You do a tapping for, for a minute, and then the second part of it, you do it slowly, and then in, with breathing at the same time. And it definitely relaxes you and makes you forget about whatever it is during the day, because that's really the key. The whole thing comes down to turning your brain off. You can't sleep right when you're thinking about a zillion different things. It's that messes you up. So if you can turn your brain off, then that typically allows you to sleep better. Um, lots of methods to do that. Aromatherapy sometimes is good. Uh, a lot of people have good success with that. Lavender is excellent. Um, they're keeping the room as dark as possible. Super important. Really, really, really helpful. The darker the room, the better. Um, put the the blinds down, make the room dark, and it'll help. And cool is better. Definitely a cool a cool room will allow you to sleep better than a warm room. I'm trying to think of things at the top of my head. Let me, let me ask you two questions here that come to mind. One, in your opinion at least, it's, does it matter? Like let's say you need eight hours of sleep, just to throw a number out here, right? Does it matter if it's, say, 9 p.m., to 5 a.m. or midnight to 8 a.m. is is it is the time enough or is there actual like circadian rhythms or biological things going on under the surface where sleeping at different hours matters? <laughs> Again, the answer is yes, depending on the person. The circadian huh. rhythms can be an issue. You have to kind of see what yours are. Some people don't do well with going to bed early. They just don't. Um, if I go to bed at nine o'clock, I'm up at the before the crack of dawn, that, and that messes me up. I, I just don't like being up at four o'clock in the morning. So I force myself to stay up till at least eleven, and then I wake up at, at a time that I generally am I'm, I'm happy with. Um, but routine is is again is probably the best way. And so let, me, let me let me I want to ask you this: Can you either confirm or debunk this myth, urban legend? I don't know what we should call it. 
Uh, child A, exhibit A, high school student gets sleep deficient Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and then sleeps till three o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday and two o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. Is that even, quote, is that even it out or is that just not really solving anything? Uh, I'm going to defer to you saying, does that make any sense that it would? Well, no, it doesn't make any sense to me, but I, I uh, it doesn't period. It just, you okay. can't store sleep. It, you can't, and you can't catch. So there's no like uh, not in a weekend at least. Right. So it's not like uh, you, you can um, recover missed sleep time by just sleeping more one day. Right. And if it does, you're only going to recover for that one day and you're back to where you started from after that second day where you're not getting as much sleep. So if, if you do recover, it's going to be the times when you're not going to have the learning. It's going to be on a Sunday. Well, well you're probably not going to school on a Sunday. So it doesn't really right. work. Let's talk about um, sort of the physical here. I, I mean, you're in the mattress business. So you're dealing with people all day, every day who are coming in shopping for mattresses and sleep. Uh, well, pre, pre-COVID-19, I definitely was. <laughs> Well, you still are. I mean, I still am. It's a whole different process now. Right. But I mean, uh, where would you rank the importance of the bed, the mattress, the physical? I mean, we already talked about a dark room and kind of decompressing your body. Uh, I I mean, a bad bed is not going to help, right? No, it's it's it, it can be part of the problem. It's not always the problem, but. I can tell you that if the bed isn't right, if it's not comfortable, if it just isn't the right kind of bed for you, your likelihood of sleeping well is is nil. So let's so try the same thing here. What, what would help a parent recognize that? Is it just too soft? Is it I mean, got holes in it? I, I don't I don't know. What would indicate they should be tr- maybe replacing their bed or their mattress at least? Lay on it. That simple. Like it's just that simple. If they, they lay on it and they're like, "Oh my god," like it all collapses in the middle or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously a kid is going to be weigh a lot less, but they'll they'll know and they can tell just by physically inspecting. Is there a lifespan a typical mattress has? It's changed over the years. Back in the day, when they were using, where they were really heavy and had a lot of really strong materials. Beds lasted a while. They typically weren't very soft, not super comfortable, but they lasted for 20 years. Not right. anymore. Now people want comfort. They insist on comfort. And unless you're really re- ready to throw, you know, big money, $1,000 plus on a mattress, you're typically not going to have that supportiveness and cushiness for more than eight to 10 years. That's just hmm. how it is. And that's what bed warranties right. are now. So let's bring this back. To, to education. Let's bring this back to parents' concern that we assume for their child. Uh, what would be what would be sort of the ideal scenario? Is it to go to sleep, let's say, 10 o'clock, so you wake up at 6-something, that means you got eight hours of sleep, you're rested, you're aware, you're ready for school. Um, how would that look? I mean, what, what would your advice be if you could, you know, kind of get everybody on the same page with this? In a perfect world, that would be that would be fantastic. That's exactly what it would be. It's, it's and at, when the kids are younger, you can do that. It's pretty easy to dictate policy to them. Almost every parent I know, it's you know, lights out at nine and they do a few things and they're in bed by ten. That's fine. But right. as they get older, 
it's really difficult because they got a lot to do, just homework alone. I mean, I know in our school district, it, they, they, they pummel them with homework. They have right. work to do. It's, so they're typically not even done homework if they have any activity until after nine o'clock and they were even 10 and they need to decompress. They need things to do. They want to catch up with their friends. I, I get it. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, it isn't like no, nobody's saying kids come home with four in the afternoon, waste seven hours just to stay up doing nothing. But, but what we're talking about here is, is really quality of life, right? And, right. and uh, long-term health. Let, let's shift this for a second because I probably have parents listening to this right now or I don't, let's just say in their late 30s, 40s, 50s who are saying, eh, you know, I, I haven't slept well in years. Because <laughs> as you get older, it's harder to sleep well. I, I think that's a somewhat medical fact. Um, would, that, would the things you're saying uh, regarding adolescents and school-age children apply equally to adults, especially, you know, parent age or maybe, you know, grandparent age, any, any different concerns? Or the sleep concerns? tips that I gave are the same for all, all humans. Okay. Uh, one of the differences would be that uh, uh, adults can and should do like aromatherapies and um, herbal medications. Like I'm a big believer in uh, valerian root and melatonin. I okay. use it pretty regularly. It, I, I, I guess a teenager would be okay. I'm not sure you'd want to do it for a small, a small child. Yeah, this doesn't aside, we are not suggesting a medical prescription here. No, well, yeah, definitely not. Med- those are herbal remedies. You can buy them at any drugstore. Okay. And, and valerian root are fairly herbal. Any drugstore has them. Okay. Uh, they do work because they, the idea is it, it, it calms your brain down. It, it lets you it's a natural part of it. The, when it gets into your body, it literally allows you to relax. It's a very relaxing mm-hmm. thing. So let, let's, let's, uh, let's plug your survey again. So if somebody wants to take the sleep survey, it's mattlet.com, right? I'll have yep, this M- all in the show notes, M-A-T-T-L-E-T.com. And it would go there, click on that link, go to the survey, fill it out. That would provide an analysis. Um, it, it, any other tips you want to uh, suggest here? Well, we on my other website, The Bedding Concierge, I have a, uh, a video on how to buy a mattress. It's about five minutes long. Okay. Um, it was suggested by uh, many people that I work with on a regular basis. It's, it's kind of a public service announcement. It's because what we found is that most people really don't know how to buy a mattress because they, they don't do it very often. It's not like buying bread or milk or <laughs> even a car. Uh, you do that fairly regularly and they know how to do it because it's a common knowledge thing. Can, you, at, uh, can you abstract maybe the, the five minutes down to 20 or 30 seconds? I can. In general, it's one, the, the, the five steps are first defining your need. What okay. do you need a bed for? Is I who it's okay. so that 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 that's pretty straightforward. Okay. And then you um, analyze the type of mattresses that are generally out there. And there's inner springs, foam, and hybrids. Those are the different types. And then you choose a, sh- a source. Do a little bit shopping, trying to figure out where to go. And then the most important thing is to consult an expert, somebody that truly knows what they're talking about that is going to give you an objective viewpoint that will won't 
automatically try to sell you the most expensive thing possible when you don't necessarily need that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel I'm, I'm pretty good at being the voice of reason per se and spending Excellent. money the way they want to be to spend and not the way the guy in the store wants you to spend it. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, you're, you're looking out for people's quality of life and not necessarily bottom line. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, step five is. Uh, step five? Uh, I, I kind of combine a few of the steps. And made uh-huh. it four. Even better. We condense five into four. Um, but the, the point is do your homework because it's a long time purchase. You're, whatever you're going to invest in, regardless of the should price, be. It should be a long time purchase. Is it six to ten years? To say, uh, well, I'll just buy something and it'll last a few years because probably that's what it's going to be. Gotcha. Uh, let, let me let me wrap this around one last time. So I'm, I want to just kind of summarize this. We are established. We got Vic Patalano, certified sleep expert, um, registered sleep advisor. Registered sleep that's advisor. That's one of my titles. That's a, a RSA. Right, I'm an RSA. RSA, there we go. Um, talking mattresses, but really the importance of sleep in the adolescent age bracket and how it is, uh, we've established the, the negative uh, indications that can happen when a child doesn't get enough sleep, uh, attention lack, uh, lack of focus, uh, resulting in poor grades, things like this. Uh, let's close out with this. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you, uh, I know we've given your website, mattlet.com, thebeddingconcierge.com. But again, all these will be in the show notes. Uh, what do you suggest they do? I mean, how can somebody reach you if they want some follow-up or they have specific questions? I'm pretty easy to find. It's between those two sites, and they could just Google me. Uh, my name, uh, Vic Mattress, that I come up, uh, Mattress Abington. I'm, I'm pretty easy to find. Okay. Uh, any consultation else? is free, by the way. I, I always, always, always am willing to talk to anybody and to lead them to the right. Maybe I wouldn't necessarily sell them a mattress. Maybe they don't need a mattress, but I give them the advice that they need to make things happen. If they do end up coming to the shop, I will lead them through a process very simple and easy. It'll be stress free and they'll get a free pillow as well. Free pillow. There you yeah. go. And, and, uh, one, one thing just from a consumer. They got to mention this podcast though. Uh, you got to mention to make the great podcast. You get a free pillow. Can't get any better than that. Uh, but the uh, t- just and just to expand on this, you're, I know you're based in the Philadelphia area. But what if somebody's listening to this in uh, Wyoming or Texas or Florida? Uh, can you obviously they can take the survey along? Can you help them and deliver a mattress that way? I can. I have a series of uh, bed in the box products. It's like the rage now. Um, that I will do the consultation and give them some choices. We'll go through the choices and pick one that is likely best for them. It comes compressed in a big Tyvek bag, which we do bags and supposed to boxes. They mm-hmm. press it and it's a bed. It does the job and actually it has a 20 year warranty. The company uses phenomenal. Beautiful. So those of you listening out there at the very least, I'm going to suggest you go to the site, take the survey, because you never know what's going to turn up. Even a little change, a small change, a half hour, 15 minutes, may have a big impact. So we have established many things here. A, the importance of sleep. B, the importance of quality sleep. Uh, The impact that the lack of either them may or has had or is having on your children and their academics. And uh, at some point, maybe even their health. 
So, Vic, thank you very much. Any uh, last words you would like to leave the Make the Great audience with? Yeah, only that uh, enjoy your sleep, and if you're not sleeping as well as you could, do something about it, and I'll be here to help. There we go. Well, the Make the Great podcast, Vic Patalano, Mattress Outlet of Abington, certified sleep expert. I think I got that wrong again. I know A was in there somewhere. What was it again? Registered sleep advisor. Registered sleep advisor. I like expert better. Registered sleep expert. Well, I am that as well. Okay, there you go. So maybe that's not your official title, but we will call you that. Uh, This podcast is, was, and always will be about giving information to parents that they can take action on right away. So as soon as you get done listening to this, even right now, just hit stop, go to that website, take the survey, connect, see if you can make an improvement in the quality of your life, and more importantly, your children's lives and their academic performance. I would appreciate any feedback you have on this or any other episodes. You can always comment below in the uh, comment box, go onto the social media and make the grade or any of my other sites on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and so on and so on. They are very much appreciated. And a lot of the topics on this podcast are the result of feedback and suggestions that I get from listeners. Lastly, I'd appreciate anyone who shares this with other people they know because I really feel that the more people that get this information, not just in this podcast, but all of them, uh, the more people that are being helped and the more students that can benefit. So just in closing, Vic, thank you very much for coming on. My pleasure, Dr. And uh, hopefully uh, this will benefit as many people as possible. Steve Green, a success doctor, signing off. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.